Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Back again for another session of how you can buy or lease your next car without being taken advantage of. I often say ripped off by car dealers. And also how to repair, maintain your car uh, to get it done right, to get it done at a fair price. And um, this show will be two hours from right now till till 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're located in North Palm Beach, Florida, but we're uh, reaching quite a ways. We're, I would say for, it's probably as many calls from out of, or let's say contacts, because we got YouTube, Facebook, we got uh, text, we got phones. But contacts in general, we probably get more from outside the state of Florida than we do within Florida. Now, uh, Florida is kind of like the, uh, oh, uh, I call it the Sodom and Gomorrah of car dealers. It's, uh, it's really one of the toughest places to buy a car, especially South Florida. So uh, you might get a little bit of a, oh, biased uh, by our geography edge because we deal so with so many dealers in Florida, but we we stretch out our mystery shopping report, which I'll give you some details on in just a minute. Stretches out of Florida, and we go into a car dealership and pretend to buy or lease a car, and we report back exactly what happened. We name the dealership, we name the salespeople, the sales managers. Everything is just straight out. Um, nothing is kept. Undercover. It's all obvious. Kind of like a 60 Minutes. You remember Mike Walls 60 Minutes years ago when they used to do the surprise, the businessman bit. Uh, they stopped doing that. I'm not sure why, but uh, maybe they got sued. Which were, which brings me to the uh, uh, question of why we haven't been sued. And uh, I always say it's because uh, the truth is a perfect defense against libel and slander. And we tell the truth. Uh, that's the reason we can talk about a dealer and say he did this right or he did this wrong or he broke the law. We just tell it like it is. And that mystery shopping report will arise at the end of the show around 9.30, uh, last uh, quarter of the show, I guess you'd say. So be sure if you can't tune in for anything else, catch that mystery shopping report. Uh, we have a fresh one uh, every every week, and we've been doing this for you know, 20 years, so we have a huge archive of mystery shopping reports that you can access at EarlOnCars.com. So that's www.EarlOnCars.com. Now, in the studio, we have Rick Kearney, um, and uh, that was mentioned in my recorded introduction. Rick is, uh, he knows just about as much about a car as anybody I know, and probably more than anybody you know, and uh, if you want some free information about your car, give us a call, 877-960-9960. Uh, why would you want free information? Because if you go to a car dealership or even an independent repair shop, 
Uh, you have to be careful. Uh, prices are high. Uh, we talk about inflation every day. But there's also deception, and this is true not just in buying and leasing cars, but it's also in repairing cars. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you've got to click. you got to smell. you got to rattle. Uh, something worries you about the car. you got some lights coming on. You don't know what's going on. So you take it into a car dealership. He knows what's going on, at least he should. And he has a diagnostic equipment, or at least he should. But you, all you know is what you see and smell and hear and fear. And uh, you're going to have to uh, take his word for it. That's, that's a dangerous thing to do. So why get ripped off at a, for a repair when maybe it's just something that you could fix yourself or not worry about or maybe get some guidance on where you should have it repaired? Just uh, check with Rick Kearney right here at Earl and Cars. Now, Rick monitors our YouTube channel, and that is uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And because of what I just described, uh, Rick has a huge following on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Posting there goes directly to him. And uh, so he'll, uh, if he sees your post, he lets us know, and we will defer to your question and help you uh, find out what's wrong with your car. Sometimes it's nothing to worry about at all. Sometimes it's a whole lot to worry about. And then the question of cost becomes critical, and Rick will give you some advice there too. And sitting at my left is Nancy Stewart. She's my co-host, also my spouse, and uh, she's been with us on this show uh, for 20 years and helped co-found the show. Uh, back when we were just a half an hour show, I think we were on Thursdays, different radio station, but the same studio. Uh, the station was sold and bought uh, uh, about six or seven years ago, I guess it is now. And uh, we're now moved our time slot, and we've quadrupled our time for a half an hour uh, to a two-hour show. We'll be on from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So um, if you want to call the show, we, the, Everything's so exciting these days. There's headlines, uh, auto manufacturers, UAW, strikes, uh, electric vehicles. There's so much exciting news. Uh, we can all yak about cars for two hours ourselves. And I'm a yakker, and I'm going to have to control myself because we'd rather listen to you. We'd rather have you call the show. Our number one preference is that you call us at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Uh, the, the reason I say call is because uh, listeners, uh, and we're streaming, by the way, those are the, the watchers and listeners, when you hear the voice, you, you connect better. You, you can feel the pain, you can feel the happiness, whatever it is, with a human voice. So 877-960-9960. And we will drop what we're doing if I'm talking, Rick's talking, Nancy's talking, Stu's talking, uh, we'll stop and we'll go to your phone call. We only have five lines coming into the radio studio here. And so we don't want you to wait a long time. And we also don't want you to call and get a busy signal. That's embarrassing when that happens. So we've decided to high prioritize telephone calls. Uh, if you don't call, you can text us. Well, fix this. In fact, most people prefer not to call. That's the reason we hit the calls pretty hard because Oh, it's a little uh, scary being on live radio. Uh, we felt that way when we started the show. We don't feel that way now, but you might. 
And if you do, just text us at 772-497-6530. 772-497-6530. My son, Stu, monitors this. He's not here yet, but he'll be here shortly. Must have run into some traffic on the way to the studio. And then you can text it, and Stu will get the text at 7, Eric code 772-497-6530. I've given you the YouTube. We also have a Facebook uh, posting, and uh, YouTube's more popular, but hey, Facebook is great. Uh, I'm a Facebook uh, person. Nancy is too. I know a lot of people have gone to the, you know, the other stuff, but uh, YouTube is more popular than Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Erlon Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Erlon Cars. And we got a whole lot more going on. I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart here. As I said, she's a co-founder. She's also a female advocate, uh, and she built our lady listener audience. Female listeners have grown from virtually zero 20 years ago to about half today. And Nancy can take full credit for that. Um, First of all, she's been on the show, and women often like to talk to another woman, and I can see that. Uh, And she also has a special offer something that sounds too good to be true. And remember, you, you, you listen to the show and watch it because you know car dealers tell you things that are too good to be true. And I'm a car dealer, so I might be doing the same thing, but we're not. We have something that sounds too good to be true, and Nancy will tell you about that right now. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. Gee, I'm extra excited today. It has a little to do with the show, but... Uh Most of all, it is football season, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to give Jonathan a special thank you. That backdrop, I love it. Recognition for the Steelers. So, moving along, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give me a call. Give me a call, ladies. $50 just to say hello or let me know or us how your experience went at the dealership, whether you had your car serviced, Uh, Whether you purchase, whether you leased, give us a call at 877-960-9960. And uh, for everyone else, you can text us at 772-497-6530. You know that uh, week in, week out, we and uh, forever, we have represented Big Dog Ranch. Uh, Did you know uh, that Big Dog Ranch is the largest, the largest cage-free, no-kill shelter in the United States? Uh, They do so much uh, for those fur babies out there, and uh, believe me, there's a whole lot of them. I'm sure if you read the Palm Beach Post the other day, uh, uh, these these locations are just covered up with dogs, uh, so you can do your part uh, by adopting. Uh, or e- even uh, there, you can foster. Um, our dog uh, of the uh, of the week is uh, Randy, or excuse me, Roxy. <laughs> Roxy um, is a husky, and you'll see a video of her later on in the show. And uh, uh, it it's just a great thing. And she's a beautiful dog. She's five years old, and uh, a beautiful husky. She's and, got uh, those I'll, scary I'll, smart eyes. Yeah, doesn't she? 
Yeah. She's a smart dog. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, they've got uh, their uh, fees uh, temporarily. Uh, well, let me back up for a second. We pay uh, the uh, fees to adopt a dog, so that's a, that's a huge thing for you uh, because uh, it is expensive even to adopt a dog. And uh, also, uh, they have uh, their fees are temporarily reduced. And uh, Earl... Uh, you were saying earlier that it's uh, two hundred dollars yeah, uh, instead of two fifty. Yeah, uh, two hundred dollars for a fresh dog, and if the dog's been there six months, it's only a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars, exactly. Uh, so, folks, take advantage of that, and uh, that, of course, they have a lot of. Uh, of uh, you know specials if that's what you want to call them uh, for veterans and so much more uh, we have some phone calls and they're backed up and I'm going to get to them right now uh, but I'm going to say again $50 for the first two new lady callers speaking of first time lady callers we're going to talk to Trish who's calling us from Boca who is a first time <coughs> caller good morning Trish oh hi Nancy um, my Welcome. husband and I uh, thank you my husband and I recently um, retired, and we have, we're have we like snowbirds now. So we're looking to get, buy a car down here, but we're kind of struggling. We don't know whether to lease it, like something, like lease a brand-new car, or maybe buy something off it, like a three-year lease. We really don't know which way to go with this. Yeah, which way is more conducive to your lifestyle and uh, so many other things. Uh, Earl? Tricia, you just asked one of the most, uh, I won't say complicated, but one of the most uh, uh, challenging questions. It, it, part of it is a personal choice, uh, uh, but part of it also has to do with uh, the fact that the lease is a very difficult um, uh, transaction to analyze. A purchase, if you, if you dot your I's, cross your T's, and follow the advice we give you on this show, you can get a pretty good price on a car. Leasing a car becomes a, a challenge for a lot of reasons. It's complicated. And uh, the more complicated a transaction is, the more uh, easy, the easier it is for a dealer uh, to deceive you. Uh, right, that's what I... <clears throat> go ahead. No, that's exactly why we're struggling with this. Yeah, yeah it, it's uh, for for example, in electric vehicles today, leasing is is uh, generally the preferred way to go because of the uh, tax credits that you get from the government because they're trying to encourage people to buy more electric vehicles, and it can make hundreds of dollars per month difference in your lease payment. Uh, but again, uh, which electric vehicles do qualify and which don't? Uh, or something that you have to study. And it, uh, there's a lot of uh, decisions that are in a state of flux with the government right now. For example, the government right now is is going to authorize dealers to accept the, uh, to take the tax credit and pass it along to the customer if they, <laughs> if they so choose, uh, if it's a commercial transaction. Uh, uh, it's... Uh, uh, my my advice to you is generally rule of thumb is to buy versus lease for the simple reason that there's less a chance of you being uh, tricked in any way. Um, uh, also, a good used car, in my opinion, if you buy a car, you can't lease a used car. You get a late model used car and buy it would be, the, the, to me, the ideal way to go. But... Uh, uh, 
go through the process to choose the, the, the car. That's equally important. You want to be sure you get the right car. Check with Consumer Reports. Uh, use your own. Uh, uh, you have friends that drive cars. Uh, you read about cars. Find the car that is right for you. And, and then once you have that, narrow it down to the specific options, equipment, and color. And then shop that car as if you were going to buy it. Um, uh, go through that procedure and mentally, you know, you, you've bought the car. Now, now that you've mentally bought the car, then is the time to explore the lease options. And, and that way, uh, worst case scenario, you can fall back, uh, on the lease, uh, if you are able to get a, a break, for example, a tax credit. And I know I didn't give you a clear answer, but there isn't a clear answer in today's world about uh, leasing versus buying, especially with the electric vehicle thing uh, uh, happening right now. Um, why don't you go through step one and get the exact car you want to buy, and then maybe you can call me or you can call the show back at a, another time, uh, and, and and you could you, you could have shopped around and gotten purchase bids from your dealers, and then the question of lease versus buy, we could help you with that at that time. I will definitely do that. Thank you so much. Well, Trish, thank you, Trish, for the call. Uh, uh, Trish, this is Nancy. Uh, also, as Earl mentioned about Consumer Report, boy, I can't say enough about them. Uh, Earl and I truly believe in them. Uh, but uh, as Earl said, narrowing down what you need, uh, uh, what is conducive, you know, to you and your family, uh, right. I, I'm not sure whether you have children or, you know, so there's a lot of variables to take into consideration. And for some, leasing is a great way to go. And for some, that isn't. Right. Uh, you have to take into consideration, you know, what you're going to pay per mile and, and so many other things. But uh, in the October edition of Consumer Report, you'll find out uh, the safest cars. And in the previous consumer reports, there's a, uh, you can go to the used. Are you looking for used or new? We're, oh, we're laying it out. We are open to both. Okay, great. So th th there's a lot of information you can look up. You can take a look at Consumer Reports used car and the most reliable for 2023. Uh, but the uh, new cars, there's uh, more information in the Consumer Report. Um, also, uh, I'll end this conversation with thanking you for helping us build this platform uh, for the female out there. Uh, she is, uh, you, you know, we're big, uh, we're huge in the auto industry. We really carry the auto industry financially. Thank you for helping me build this platform. And if you stay on the line, you can talk to Jeremy in our control room and uh, you can win yourself or you can uh, give him your information. I'll, uh, he'll give it to me and I'll get that check out to you. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to uh, Bob in Lake Park. For everyone else, please hold on. I'll get right with you. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Good morning. Looks like we dodged a bullet with uh, Mr. Lee. Yes. Yeah. And the he one behind be it. Yes, there used to be a song, uh, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee. I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like it looks like your competitor, uh, uh, Terry Tyler, 
His business model must be awful successful. He just bought a $76 million mansion in Aspen. Wow. So so I imagine the way he's doing business, even though he really rips everybody off, he's making a lot of money. That guy. Well, he's, uh, he's, you know, you know where he got his nest egg, where he got started. Um, he uh-huh. sued Mercedes about uh-huh. thirty or forty years ago, and got punitive damages here in Florida, treble damages, and it was a couple hundred million dollars. So uh, uh-huh. he started out with a nice uh, little little nest egg and built it. But I have to agree with it. He's the largest privately owned dealership group in the in the uh, United States, probably the world. Oh, so uh, I see BMW is no longer going to charge their customers to heat their seats. Oh, they decided to drop that. Well, great. They're not going to charge them. So you can get your seat heated and you don't have to pay for it. Even though you already paid for it when you bought the car. (laughs) What's next? (laughs) I don't know. But I did see something about Big Dog Ranch. Uh, you know, I had called you a couple of weeks ago and told you about the situation at the county animal shelter. Yeah, terrible. And, and they're starting to put dogs down because uh, they're just they're over capacity by a big number. And I think they just decided that for some retribution against Big Dog Ranch because they found out the Big Dog Ranch went out of state and purchased hundreds of dogs from yeah. some puppy mill. And uh, they are very angry because their feeling is, the county's feeling is, that Big Dog Ranch, if they're going to, you know, do what they do, and, and they do a wonderful job, that they should be help doing more for the dogs that are in the county and not be going out of state mm-hmm. to bring dogs back in. Yeah. This, is, this is the county's perspective. Well, Bob, they, 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 hit them with, they hit them with a big, a big number, a big yeah. fine. Bob, yeah. did you see the article that was in the Palm Beach Post about what you're talking about? And, and I saw it somewhere. I don't. I don't really read the Post anymore, but I did see it. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I think it was on TV. They might have had it on the local news. Yeah, you know, and, I, don't, Bob, I remember where I saw it. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question. You know, we were at a Big Dog Ranch recently, and I yeah. uh, mentioned you because you had called and was and you were talking about uh, the uh, veterans. Were you not? Not really. No, it was somebody else. It was someone else. Okay, Not I wanted to try to narrow it down because I'm looking. I'm trying to find the uh, past show for Big Dog Ranch. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead, Bob. I was just Bob. Let me just say one thing on behalf of Big Dog Ranch. Uh, I I don't like it when politics uh, and regional preferences creep into something like a dog's life, and. Uh, uh, Big Dog Ranch has been contri- criticized before uh, for bringing dogs in from out of state, in fact, out of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring dogs in from, from China and uh, uh, Puerto Rico. Now, you know, Puerto Rico is part of the United States, but it's, it's out of the country, out of the continental United States. And any place there's a situation where dogs' lives are being threatened, uh, Big Dog Ranch considers it uh, their duty and uh, their privilege to be able to save dogs' lives. And for me to say... Uh, for the Palm Beach County people to be saying that we should, uh, Big Dog Ranch should favor the life of a dog in Palm Beach County over the life of the dog in Alabama or Puerto Rico or North Carolina or any other place uh, just doesn't make sense. Big Dog Ranch will take any dog anywhere in the world, and they have a huge number of dogs as a consequence. They've saved 
I, I think probably millions of dogs' lives because they have the wherewithal and they have the contributions from people like you and everybody else that contributes that they can save dogs. But it's a it's 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 small-minded uh, political pettiness for the uh, Palm Beach County people to be criticizing Big Dog Ranch because they will save a dog's life in North Carolina. Uh, they also save the dog's lives in Florida. Anybody that brings a dog in to Big Dog Ranch, they accept. I mean, if the if the if if uh, the do- you know, with a, they have to have a, a reason. They just can't say take my dog. But uh, the, they're doing a wonderful job. So I I'm glad you mentioned that. I'd forgotten about that that issue. But it's a uh, it's a, it's a bad on the Palm Beach County folks for trying to pick a fight with Big Dog Ranch. Well, I think, you know, I had mentioned to you before about that facility down there on Belvedere. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why the county hasn't really made any, you know, with all the money they take in in this county, how much money they take in on uh, taxes, why they never, uh, you know, upgraded that uh, location or got another location, opened up another another place somewhere to take in, uh, to to increase their capacity. And I and I expressed to you before, you know, I don't have the juice. You have juice. Maybe you should call your com- county commissioner up here. I think it's Maria Marino, and have a talk with her and find out why why they haven't put any money into the an- animal uh, care and control in the county. Bob, you're Instead absolutely of, you know, you're Bob. You're absolutely right. I'm gonna do it. Listen, Bob, we got a bunch of people. Bob, we got a bunch of people waiting, Work. and this is Earl on cars, not Earl on dogs. Yep. Although we love dogs, so but, thank you, and I will call. Yeah, Bob, we're gonna look into that. Thanks so much for calling us. We do I'll appreciate you. Give us a call again. Thank you. Um, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymous feedback. Dot com. We're going to go to Lance, and Lance gives us a call every week from Tennessee. Good morning, Lance. What do you have for us today? Good morning, friend. Good morning, I'm happy Lance. Report. I'm happy to report we've got just a little bit of rain up here in the land of milk and honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have a little tune for you. Oh, boy. And uh, I was hoping. Uh, well, I, I, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't disappoint you. For all the tea in China. <laughs> uh, if you're walking around and afraid you've been followed and don't know where to go, it could be a UFO, but chances are you might miss Earl Stewart on cars <laughs> on the radio. Lance, I tell you what, I needed a laugh because the previous caller got me off on the subject that uh, got me angry at the Palm Beach County government here, and I was getting ready to get my blood pressure up, and now I feel happy again, thanks to your song. <laughs> well, you know, I look, uh, my, my family and friends uh, chastise me about calling. They say, how can those folks stand that? Everywhere? I said, well, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're music aficionados. <laughs> Well, we need that. We need that levity every morning, and uh, uh, please promise you'll keep on calling because we'd love to have you uh, lighten the show up and give us a little smile. Have a great day. You too, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, Lance. Let's go to Simon. He's giving us a call from Colorado. Hmm? Simon. Oh, Simon. Good morning, Simon. Good morning. Welcome. What's up? 
Yeah, um, Colin, I think this would be a question for Rick Kearney. Okay. And the question I have is, I, ha- I have a 2003 Ram 2500 4x4, 5.7 liter V8. And recently I was I went out of town with it, and I had I did a lot of previous maintenance on it, you know, to make sure everything went well. But I towed a trailer, and everything was fine until on the way back I was coming into Wyoming, and I was noticing that my vehicle was like, it was like shut off and a red light with the, like a looked like a zigzag or and like I don't know what it was came on and had I don't have to do something with the throttle body or something. But once it uh, shut off and I coasted off to the side, I restarted it and it was fine. But once I hit like 60, 65, it would do it again. It would you know, it was almost like short circuiting. Do you know what that problem might be? Hmm. Um, without being able to know for sure what that light is. Um, I would almost guess maybe you've got a wiring issue. Um, okay. Maybe the generator, your alternator, is starting to get a little weak and not producing enough power to be able to run the the trailer brakes and the uh, lighting and all that for the trailer. Uh-huh. Um, it's a little hard to say without knowing for sure what that warning light was, though. Yeah, it was a red light. It looked almost like it had a lightning bolt, you know. On okay. The dash there. Yeah, that's usually going to be a charge light on okay. the charging system. I, I would right. get somewhere and get the battery tested, and okay. not only the battery in your truck, but the alternator as well, and the battery okay. for your trailer as well. Because okay. if that trailer battery is starting to short out, then you could be drawing too much power to the trailer and could leave yeah. your truck's electrical system wanting. It's, it's not getting enough power left in it to be able to run yeah. everything properly. Right, it wasn't. It wasn't a, like a regular big trailer. It was an open trailer, basically. Oh, okay. So you don't have you don't have uh, trailer brakes on it. No the electric no. brakes. Okay. Yeah, no. All right. Now the way the way you were talking, I was immediately thinking that you had uh, trailer brakes that you were looking at also. No. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd still definitely be looking at that alternator though. Okay. Yeah, because I noticed it's starting to make a little noise. It's kind of like a rattling noise, and that made me think it might be the alternator. Ah, yes. Very, very, very possible then. Okay. All right. I'll have a check. I just kind of wanted to get a, you know, second opinion and take it. Like you said, you know, some shops, you know, they tell you there's a bunch of stuff wrong with it, and I wanted to make sure and I'm pretty good about kind of having an idea what it might be, you know. Yep. Uh, usually places like the local AutoZone, they can check uh-huh. that also. Uh, but if you have a voltmeter... You could put that on as well. Check your battery with the engine off, and then check it okay. with the engine running, and we'll say your okay. your uh, high beams and your wipers on. Okay. Yeah, we have a we have a local shop here that's been around for a long time that they they check alternators and batteries pretty well, and they only charge like five bucks, and they're really nice guys, and they also rebuilt alternators. They'll rebuild the original one. Oh, that, that's a great deal. Yeah, so I'll probably go check with them to make sure. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you guys very much. I listen to you guys every week, and I enjoy your show. Thanks, Simon. Yeah, thanks so much, Simon. Okay. It was great hearing from you. All right. Thank you. Give us a call again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We are going to go to Lake Worth, where Paul has been waiting. Good morning, Paul. Hey, uh, good morning, guys. Happy, uh, happy Saturday. I don't know if you saw the story... Uh, and I think it was Thursday in the Sun Sentinel, where the uh, local car company called Off Lease Only uh, no longer is Off Lease Only. They no longer exist. They filed for bankruptcy. 
and over 400 people laid off in Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, and a couple of other stores that they uh, that they had. So okay. off lease only, no longer. Paul, we were you, talking uh, about that you, this morning. Yeah, Paul, you uh, you hit on the uh, the big big story of the morning, as Nancy just said. Uh, it shocked everybody. It shocked uh, shocked me. I had a call from a Facebook friend, uh, actually a posting from a Facebook friend. Uh, who I uh, had two two friends that worked at Alfleys only uh, locally, and they were they were let loose on Wednesday morning. Uh, they closed the store at uh, noon, so um, yeah. uh, it's it, it it's a big story for us for one reason. Uh, one big reason is they were one of the good guys. They uh, they actually had found a. Uh, it found a, um, a model for selling yeah. used cars. It was, it, was a, it was a market niche that they had. Yeah, yeah, they, and, and, and prices were good. And uh, we also yeah, had I mean, the... I mean, they sold a lot of accident cars, yes. Yeah, they did, um, but they, they yeah. disclosed it. They, they were, there was no secret. They right. gave a Carfax report, and the right. prices were good. We had them on the recommended list, and I was really shocked. Yeah, I was too, and, and according to the, to the article... Uh, they said that the, the shortage of used cars, uh, there was too much competition yeah. for the used cars that they bought, including rental fleets, and the, the inventory issue killed them. Yeah, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a tough time in the used car business period. And for a relatively young firm, they, they've been around for a long time, but they were private. A, a man named Mark yeah. Fisher and his wife owned it, and then he sold out to a group uh, that uh, uh, tried to expand maybe a little bit too quickly. And then you combine that with the uh, uh, COVID issue and then with a huge car crisis. I mean, they probably had a liquidity issue. They were trying to grow too fast. But I hate to see them go out. They were, really, they were, they were a good choice for the car buyer looking for a bargain, a used car buyer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to pass that along. Thanks. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. That's a uh, that's breaking news, and it's a uh, it's a great topic to uh, be aware of. Uh, you folks out there who bought cars from from off lease only, uh, it's a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, uh, so the court will be controlling the disbursement of the funds. So if you're owed money, you might be a supplier, you might be an employee, you might be a customer, but if off lease only owes you money, uh, there is. Hope, I think, good hope that you'll get something back. Um, it uh, it isn't a Chapter Seven bankruptcy; it's a Chapter Eleven. That's good news uh, for the debtors. So you'll hopefully get some of your money back. Yeah, hope hopefully eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. If you uh, wish, you can go to uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. Earl will be collecting those this morning and reading those over the air. Uh, also, for the uh, lady out there who's listening, I have uh, $50 for one more new female caller. Give us a call at 877-960-9960 and uh, say hello or just share your experience in the, uh, if you went into the dealership service, if you, want, if you looked at leasing, whatever the topic, we'd be glad to speak with you. $50 for that female new caller. We're going to go to Jersey Mike, who gives us a call from West Palm Beach. Welcome, welcome, Mike. Thank you. Okay, my call, a uh, few things. I want to talk about Big Dog Ranch. First of all, I did adopt a dog there. I am a veteran, and they give you a special price that you get on a veteran. 
And yeah. one thing that people don't know is they'll give you a dog that has been totally taken. Uh, everything's been done properly. In other words, they get chipped. They get manicured. They get uh, defleed. They, I mean, they do a perfect, perfect job. And yeah. I've made donations there because I think the veterans uh, uh, group over there, his name is uh, Evan Nader, who takes care of the veterans uh, uh, quarters there. It does a great job for those dogs. That's very true. It's uh, If I was a dog, I wouldn't want to leave there. It's a pretty nice place, but maybe it's getting it a little sure crowded is. now. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right. A couple of questions on cars. I've got a 1995 Cadillac uh, uh, Sedan DeVille, hmm. and uh, it was broken into, and they didn't know how to hotwire it, so they broke the steering column, and it cost oh. me a lot of money to get a new whole steering column put in. Oh. A total of... Uh, the column uh, itself and shipping and all that was a couple few hundred dollars, but then they, they charged me nine hundred and fifty dollars to install it. And now listen to this: they had different programmers come in there to uh, to override what's called the VATS V A T S system, which is the security system that will not allow you to put the car in a different gear other than park, which it's sitting in. Wow. And, and so this car is non-mobile. I finally got it towed back to my house via AAA, which is a great company. Uh, and my problem is when I go to Cadillac in the Auto Nation here in West Palm Beach on Congress, uh, they tell me the car is too old. They don't know how to fix it. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Uh, we have the same problem. I mean, yeah. incredible. I mean, they, they sold this car, okay? <laughs> this, I'm the second owner. This uh, car has only got 83,000 miles on it. Yeah. It originally has it has the original uh, tickets in the trunk for the manufacturer, for huh. GM. I mean, Come on, you can't fix a car? Uh. <laughs> Rick Rick can identify with that. I mean, Rick actually can fix older cars because he's been, been doing this for 25 years, but he knows he knows some uh, young people in our dealership uh, service department that have no idea what's under the hood of a car that's uh, 1995. They wouldn't know what they were looking at. Rick's sitting that's here why. shaking his head. <laughs> Do you have any solution to my problem? Otherwise, the car is going to sit here in my driveway and rot. Um, it won't get stolen. I know that because yeah. it's not going anywhere. I, I, I'm going to give you one of my standard answers. I would go online for Cadillac clubs in your area, Cadillac forums, and I guarantee you that there are <laughs> Cadillac owner car clubs in this area. I guarantee it. And somebody out there has got a mechanic that knows how to do that and knows how to side side vent those systems that they can circumvent them and make it work or even get it back to factory original without any problems. Uh, the, the car clubs are the best way because you've got people that are so fanatical yeah, I, about I, I know what you're saying, loving those cars. I just blow into the Corvette because I got a Corvette too. But anyway, let me say this here. How come a dealership doesn't know how to fix their car that they, that they, they sell? That's well, it's ridiculous. That's so insane because the the older cars, yeah, the systems were a little different, but they were much the, simpler, the, too. He said they sent three different people uh, to the place. This is a uh, muffler shop. I'm not going to name the name of the company, but they're an independent agent, so they're supposed to have – they have ASE mechanics there which are certified, they couldn't fix it, and they brought three different people in there uh, 
spent hours trying to override this fat system, and they couldn't figure it out. Wow. What, what, is there a way to just take it out of the frigging car and get it, throw it away? I... They tried to jump it. They tried to jump it and everything else, he tells me, and they couldn't achieve, uh, uh, you know, making it work. Hey, Mike, I just, uh, <laughs> I just Googled your issue, and it's amazing the number of sources that you could contact, and Rick gave you one, uh, the yeah. uh, Catholic clubs. Uh, yeah. I had no idea, but Firestone, Firestone repairs really? older cars, and you could contact. They're right, yeah, they're right down the street from me. Yeah, and check with them. I'm reading off a, a, a right now. It says Firestone Complete Auto Care, 1995 Cadillac DeFille repairs, and they tell you to contact Firestone. So, uh, how about that? Thank you for that information. Boy, that makes my life a little, a little simpler and better today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Google. Jersey Mike, thanks. Awesome. Uh, thanks for giving us a call, uh, as you well, always do every week. Thing. And yes, I, one, I hope we were able one, one to. Yeah, one last thing I want to say about sure. Carl. I bought a car from his dealership on North Lake Boulevard one time. I think I already mentioned this one time when I called. Uh, you want to know something? He was so good. He said he, sh he went over the whole thing with me personally himself. He was there. Not as a representative, but he was there, and he gave me the car facts on it. And that car was a uh, 19, I'm uh, sorry, 2021, uh, 20, no, 2018. That's what it was, a 2018 uh, Hyundai. And I gave it as a wedding present to my my uh, uh, daughter's husband. Wow! And uh, wow. and and do you know that that car, when I got it with uh, eighteen thousand miles on it, was one owner, never leased. Okay, so I paid top dollar at the time, but I was willing to do that. I never had a problem with that car at all ever, and they still running it now. And it's got over fifty, sixty thousand miles on it, and mm -hmm. without no repairs at all. Hmm. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you know the. Japanese took away the car market back in the 50s, I mean, you know, and the, that's because they just started building better uh, cars. And, of course, Hyundai is not Japanese. It's, uh, but the, you know, the Korean are just as good. I mean, the, yeah, the Kia and the Hyundai, really? and they, they caught up. They didn't used to be, but they caught up with the Japanese very quickly. Yes, they did. And I just want to say, Earl, thank you because you really helped me out in my life there. Well, thank you. I, I, put, I put a lot of miles. I put a lot of miles on it. I never <laughs> had a problem with it. Not one. You know, the air conditioning system was so so uh, uh, good. You could get frostbite. You couldn't put it all the way up. I mean, you know. There you like, go. And now I got a Cadillac here. We talked about this last time, and you said it's probably actuator problems. This car is so ridiculous. It's a 2014 AST Cadillac. It's a, uh, uh, yeah, AST, and. It originally had cold air coming out of the driver's side, hot air coming, and really hot air coming out of the right-hand side. And then now it's switched, and it's got hot air coming out of the uh, driver's side and cold air coming out of the... Yeah. And, no, and I have to take it to the mechanic. They don't know what to do with it. Mamma mia. Uh, keep us informed. Let us know what yeah. happens, and uh, we look forward to hearing from right. you next week. Do you have week. any idea about? Do you have any I suggestions as to what I can do about the air conditioning? I'll get uh, off the phone. Uh, again, I I would check for a Kia Tech, but um, first I verify to make sure that the AC was charged at the proper level. Because yeah, if, did that. Yeah, it was if, done. If it if it's off too high or too low, even by a little bit, that can cause the system to goof up, and I if guess. not that. Then Freon. usually it's the AC controller. Freon? The computer for no. it. 
Okay, the AC controller, meaning that's a module itself that it could be replaced, or, or you have to... Re, uh, well, it's, it's a module, but what it does is it, it tells the blend doors where to move to. Oh, okay, so what I'm asking is, do you have to replace the whole computer system in the car, or do you just replace that module system? And that's my Usually right just that module. Mike, we got to okay. jump off here. we got a bunch right. of calls. Thanks for knowing, guys. You've Thank you. Great thanks. Keep it up. The good work. Oh, Bye-bye. thanks, Mike. We'll look forward to hearing from you again. 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to uh, another, well, all-time caller, John, who is our favorite. He calls us from Palm City, hey, always informing us and re-informing Good us. Good morning. I want to discuss the number one topic of today. This is the United Auto Workers strike, mm-hmm. which yes. is scheduled for Thursday, the 14th. Yes. They're so far off, it's not funny. And I'm going to have a question for Earl after I say what's involved. The company is offering 16%. The union wants 40% increase in benefits and wages. This is all three companies, Chrysler, Ford, and GM. And that's over 150,000 workers involved. No matter what happens, whether it's settled or not, you can see an increase in all three prices of the automobiles that they build. So it's a crisis as far as I'm concerned. And I want to, my friend was smart enough last Wednesday. He's a Ford man. He went down to his Ford dealer. He lives in New Hampshire. And he ordered a brand new F-150 Ford with all the goodies on it. He's a truck man. And he figured, I'm not waiting because it's only going to go up in price. And he was fortunate enough. The car wasn't there, but he has the serial number, so he knows it's legitimate. It's coming within the last mm-hmm. the next two weeks. Yeah. But, Earl, what do you think at this strike is going to affect prices of not only the all three General Motors, but all automobiles in general? Would this be a time next week to go out and order a brand-new 2024 car? Uh, John, I, I know a lot of people are worried, and it's... it's, it's it's smart to be worried, but I, I wouldn't make that purchase uh, based on that. Uh, uh, a lot of what we read and, uh, you know, what you just said has uh, got to scare people. Uh, the union wants a 46 percent increase and the and the and the, and the manufacturers want to give a 16 percent increase. Now, that sounds like impossible. But a lot of this stuff is game playing, and it's like a poker game. It, it's, uh, I, I don't know if you're a poker player, but bluffing is the, the, the best bluffer is the one that wins the games. And UAW and the auto and the auto workers, um, the auto workers and the manufacturers, uh, it's a poker game. And the politicians are in there too. Uh, it's uh, everybody is saying what they. What, what their constituents want to hear. The, the, the union leaders are telling the workers what they want to hear, and the uh, auto manufacturers are telling the stockholders, and, the, and it's, it's a game. No, what really is going to happen is going on behind closed doors with the people that will make the decision, and, it, and, and you'll never know what that is. It's, it's behind closed doors. And what you read and what you see on TV or on social media about the strike is all BS. So my guess, having been through a lot of strikes, 
and a lot of non-strikes, I don't think there's going to be a strike. I wouldn't buy a car uh, based on the strike. I, I, I've been wrong before, and I might be wrong about this, but I'd say the odds of a strike are, are less than uh, 20%. I, I just don't think there will be a strike. A strike would hurt the workers really bad. It would hurt the. Uh, it would be fatal to some of the manufacturers, uh, and uh, that would also be bad for the workers. So, if General Motors goes broke or Ford goes broke because of this UAW strike. Uh, what, what are the workers going to do then? Where are they going to find a job? They're not going to find a job with Tesla. So uh, everybody's game plan and playing poker. And so, no, do not buy a car because you think there's going to be a strike. Well, one fast thing why he's buying the pickup truck now. The government, again, is interfering. And they want to raise the standards, the cafe standards, that's the gas mileage, on light-duty pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. It's a proposal in, and it'll probably go through. And his answer, and I'm, I don't drive a, a pickup truck, but I wish I did, because it's numbers, it's a number one vehicle. You don't mess around in America with people's pickup trucks. No. And this is an unbelievable proposal that's in, and it's just on light duty pickup trucks mm-hmm. to raise the cafe standards, so it'll be naturally raise the prices of them, and it'll be different gas mileage standards that the manufacturers are not even going to be able to meet. Well, it's going to, it's, it's all going to push push manufacturers to move quicker to electric. And a lot of those uh, people are, that are buying these pickup trucks, they don't want an electric vehicle. Uh, so it, it's, I, I agree with you. I, I, it just about, um, I could come up with a standard answer. If the government does it, it's wrong. I mean, it's, the, the government is, uh, you know, a, they say it's the government for the people, by the people, and so on and so forth. But the government seems like a separate animal. And they do some of the dumbest things, and they're... Their decisions are all, as I said earlier, they are designed to tell their constituents what they want to hear. I mean, let's face it, that's our system. Uh, John, you, you've been through a lot of elections, and you know this, that when a politician is, is talking on television, on social media, on radio, newspaper, he's not telling you what he believes. He's not telling you the truth. He's telling you what the people that are considering him for office, the voters, want to hear. If you don't do that, you don't get elected. So it's a catch-22. If you tell the truth, you don't get elected. So therefore, they have to lie. I agree with you. <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, John. Oh, thank you, John. Thanks for bringing all that to the table. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, uh, I need one more female caller or 10 female callers. Uh, but the first one has to be a new one, and uh, she can win herself $50 this morning. Give us a call at 877-960-9960. And just like I mentioned last week about the flood cars, boy, they are everywhere. So buyer, beware. Beware. Take and a look at that car meticulously inside and out. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think we're going to go to Rick. Uh, He's probably covered up with a few things because Stu won't be in this morning. So he's taking care of Facebook and YouTube. And we're going to start right off with Anne-Marie's morning morning, text. She says, good morning. 
It's been sweltering in most parts of the country this summer. That prompts the following questions. What's the fastest way to cool off your car in hot weather? The temptation would be to open all windows in the sunroof, then crank the AC down to deep freeze. Is there a best way to cool the car down, and is it different from the fastest way? As silly as this sounds, open your back windows, put your AC on ice cube cold, and stand outside of the car, and open and close the driver's door quickly several times. You're actually, <laughs> it's gonna create a huge amount of wind pressure that will force that hot air, hopefully, out through those back windows. And you have to be sure you don't get arrested in case someone thinks either you're <laughs> ready for the loony bin or you're trying to break into the car. Yeah, it's, it sounds crazy. So creating now, that vacuum, you, yep. it just... If you do have a cool. sunroof, obviously... Because you know if a cop saw you doing that, he would walk up and say, what are you doing, sir? And obviously that you cop... cooling off my car. If that cop has been in <laughs> South Florida, he's going to know what you're doing before you even get there. Because <laughs> oh, he's a, been through it. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So so you, you, know, first, well, you have to get in the car to start it up to yeah. the air conditioner. Yeah. And so then you get out, you open the <laughs> rear windows, and then you stand and you open and close... The front door front a couple door. of times. Ah, yeah. Okay. And it it creates air pressure that pushes that hot air out. Now, if you have a sunroof, open the sunroof and try it through there first. Okay. And it, it pushes the hot air up, which obviously hot air is going to go up. I'm going to try that. And it'll give you a little advantage. I'm going to try that. For try. getting some of the heat out. Anybody that anybody that heard Rick say that, I like to I like a. A testimonial. Give it a try and call the show. See if it really works. I mean, I don't mean to question you, Rick. You're, you know what you're talking about, but it sounds a little bizarre. And the other easier method, if you don't want to sit and yes, flap the car doors, <laughs> drop the back windows or the sunroof, and both if you have it, and put your AC on full cold, high fan, and just start driving. That air will actually suction that hot air out and the cold air is going to be coming in through the AC vents, so you've got a better chance so of lowering the temperature. So your car will cool off faster if you get in the car, turn the AC on high, and actually open the windows? The, yep, the back windows the are back the best. windows, and then the sunroof if you have one. Yep. Wow, that is really cool. And I, it, I had no idea. You, you only need it for about three or four minutes. Yeah. Just even two to three minutes will be enough to help move that hot air out. Yeah. and get some airflow going. And then once that cooler air starts hitting, then you just pop those windows closed. And obviously, South Florida, you might be able to take off your gloves at that point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because the temperature, the steering wheel well, Maria, might have cooled I, I, down I a I hope bit. you're listening because that is one hell of an answer. And I know Anne Marie is going to try it, and we'll have another text, and we'll find out if it worked. Okay. <laughs> And by the way, those folks that have the heated and cooled seats where it's got a little fan that blows, just blows some air underneath the seat. Yeah. Those are fantastic. Yeah. They definitely are. They make are. a they big work, difference. Okay. We're going to go to the next Facebook. Uh, well, we got a few more here. Um, let's see. We have uh, from Tom. He says, question for the team. Several Orlando dealers offer a free lifetime warranty with no mileage or time restrictions. 
These appear to be underwritten by Forever Warranty. I smell a rat. Why would a dealer offer a free warranty and undermine their F&I salesmen from selling their overpriced extended warranties? What's the catch that consumers should be aware of? A wise man. Yeah, that's one of the most common. That's one of the most common tactics. Uh, it's not just Orlando; everybody does it. Um, all car dealers. It's the powertrain warranty, and they don't tell you it's a powertrain warranty. If they do, it's in the fine print, and you can't see it. A powertrain warranty is worthless um, if you take care of your car. Of course, I mean a powertrain warranty simply refers to the lubricated portions of your car. You know your crankshaft and your engine, uh, lubricated parts of the car. The lubricated parts of the car, uh, if you change your oil according to the uh, manufacturer's recommendation, will never fail. I mean, they just last almost forever. I mean, I say say never. You can't say, I'll say virtually never. I mean, every now and then you get a defective crankshaft or a defective, uh, you know, transmission of some kind. But... Uh, it, it doesn't cost anything, and they're they free. It's free to the dealer, and they call. They they don't tell you what it is. They just say a a free lifetime warranty, and people flock in. So it's uh, uh, when you anytime you see free, you should get your magnifying glass out and really look and see what you're getting for free, because sometimes what you get for free is actually going to cost you money. Absolutely, I agree wholeheartedly on that one. Now, this one is from Norm. He says, good morning. Great show. I'd like to know your opinion on Subaru, both new and used or certified pre-owns. We love Subaru. Uh, Nancy and I, I mean, every time we see a Subaru, uh, we turn our head and look because they're just amazing cars. They're small uh, manufacturers. Uh, Subaru is not a big uh, Japanese manufacturer, but they don't choose to be big. uh, I think the one one problem, and I think they're going to fix that one, Subaru hasn't taken the tack toward uh, electric vehicles yet, but they just decided to do that, so they're in the process. But uh, everything about them is good. Consumer Reports ranks them number one in just about every, everything. The dealers that sell Subarus seem to de- deal honestly and more transparently than most other dealers. Uh, I can't say a bad thing about Subaru. And you got to love their commercials. I'm going to break this yeah, up, guys, and go, go back to the phones. Uh, we're going to talk to Carol, who's calling. She's the first-time uh, female caller. She's calling us from Delray. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. Welcome. You just won yourself $50. And after oh, we're done talking, you. if you could stay on the line, uh, you can give Jeremy your contact information, and I'll get that $50 out to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what can we do for my, you? Well, my question is, is that I bought a new Hyundai last year. It was a 2021. And um, I asked the dealership, okay, can I go to Costco and get gas? Oh, sure. But I've had a lot of friends that say, no, you do not want to use cheap gas in your car. It doesn't have anything to do. Gas is gas. It's the additives that are in the gas to clean your car parts or whatever. Is it a good idea to go to Costco or is it better to go to the, like Chevron and Mobile? Well, here's my opinion on it. I've I've been an auto mechanic for almost 30 years now. And I drive right past the Costco on North Lake Boulevard every morning on my way to work, usually about around six or 6.15. 
So that's my spot to go to because I can get in and out in five minutes and it saves me a fortune on -hmm. the cost of gas. The, The price that Costco that I pay for fuel saves me the cost of the membership just on the gasoline and right. because it's convenient for me and easy and I see nothing wrong with their fuel. It runs perfectly in my truck and I, I've been running that for two years now in my Toyota Tacoma and it runs okay. perfectly on it. Carol, yeah, and- uh, one other thing, it, I, I would uh, not only recommend the gasoline, but anything that Costco sells. They're the only um, retailer that I know that has a company policy on markup. Uh, they have huge purchasing power. They're not quite as big as Walmart, but they, uh, because co- there are so many Costco stores, uh, warehouses they call them, that their purchasing power is great. And they can buy uh, the products that they retail to you very cheaply. They don't mark up anything over 15%. Now, a typical, right. a typical markup, uh, for a, car dealers mark their parts up at least 40% and usually more. So 15% is a very narrow margin. So when Costco buys their gasoline in great volume from the gas distributors, uh, they are only marking that gasoline up 15%. That's why they can sell it really cheap for it to you. And Costco okay. is also what's known as a top-tier fuel which means okay. it's the exact same fuel that they're selling to Exxon, to Amco, to Chevron, to... Okay. It's the same gas. A lot of reasons, okay. Carol, to go to Costco. Mm-hmm. Save yourself some okay. money, as we all know how much it... Sometimes it just costs quit. so much to keep your car okay. on the road. So saving right. on the fuel is uh, definitely a, a good idea. Okay. All right. Because I'm not one of these people that's going to trade in my car in two years. I keep my cars for 11, 12 years. You sound like an educated consumer. Okay. Over the period of time, you know, is it better to use a better gas? Or you're saying that Costco is just fine. So I'll go back to going to Costco. Yes. I go there. There's a lot of advantages to it. My car's running fine. Okay. All right. Thanks, Carol. Stay on the line and give uh, Jeremy your contact information. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Carol. Give us a call again and spread the word uh, that the ladies do have a place here and uh, their voices. We love to hear from them. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We do have youranonymousfeedback.com that you can also take advantage of or we'll get to those in a couple of minutes. We're going to go back to Rick. And I got to say the YouTube channel is literally blowing up right now with comments about the the strike uh i'll read through just a couple of these here we've got like um let's see get back to the right part here because boy it's been going for a little bit here let's see ah donovan lewis our buddy donovan which i respect his opinion absolutely on everything i gotta tell you he's very intelligent The UAW president laughed at the latest offer from GM and said it was insulting. I think they're running right to a strike with GM and Stellantis. So that one could get happening. Tom Steckel says, I worry that workers distracted by the strike talk are not 100% focused on their job, meaning possible quality issues coming up in the next several years because of this issue. Uh, Donovan says also, this is much bigger 
than workers at the big three this time, the contracts for Tier 1 and Tier 2 suppliers also expire soon, which are the, the parts suppliers to the, uh, the auto manufacturers. Okay. Uh, let's see, Johnny Z. Fraidley says, in 77, 1977, Ford went on strike. My mother worked at the Avon Lake, Ohio plant, building the Econoline vans. It was devastating financially as our house was facing foreclosure. She was barely able to sell at the last minute. Steve Mag says, I'm all for auto workers getting more pay and benefits. However, the reality is that the operating profits of the big three are single digit. Could cash in, buy bank CDs, and get the same return. So there is a, ver a real situation going with this. If they strike, this could have an effect on our economy all the way around, I think. Well, they know that. It's, like I say, it's a big poker game. Well, listen, the union, uh, uh, the union officials, the union hierarchy, the union bosses, uh, they're there for one reason, themselves. Uh, I know this sounds cynical, but the union leaders don't care about the workers. They care about themselves. True. Uh, they make huge money. If you ever check to see what the union bosses earn, uh, they're like car dealers. They make way too much money. And uh, the, the heads of the manufacturers also make too much money. So it's a, it's a game of uh, the number one earning um, CEO of an auto company was, um, what was it, Nancy? Uh, you showed R me that R in the automotive news. Rinovich? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Anyway, it was like $54 million. Uh, it made $54 million last year. Wow. Okay. Now, you're, you're talking uh, about Maria yeah. Barra. Yeah. When you, see, when you see what the top dogs, whether the union leaders or the CEOs, or the, this, this stirs up the workers. And, and, and the whole thing makes for great press, makes for a lot of conversation, just like we're having right now. And it scares everybody. So. The nice thing about it, it's almost like the uh, Cold War used to be. In fact, we almost have a Cold War today. Right now, I've heard more conversation about world war with China or Russia than ever before. The reason we haven't had a world war in so long is because everybody's scared to death. And this is the same thing with the unions and their auto manufacturers. The auto manufacturers think a strike could be fatal to them. The workers know that a strike, a strike could be fatal to them. And the, and the politicians don't want the strike because it could be fatal to them too. So everybody is talking, but no one, I, I, my prediction is the strike will not happen. I, I hope I'm right, I mean, otherwise I. In, in what, you were, uh, what you mentioned, uh, Earl, was the article from the Automotive News and uh, Maria Barra for GM. Uh, $34.1 million in Rollison for Lucid is $379 yeah. million. And then we've got the guy up here, the CEO for uh, NVIDIA, and uh, he's making uh, $506.3 million. Yeah. We're talking big money here. Yeah, $500 million for one year's work. And that, Not uh, bad. And a comment in from Donovan, he says, it's true that the union leadership is for themselves but the workers apparently have voted 97% to strike, and it was the highest union vote turnout in two decades. Yeah, but again, 
the, the, I, the workers are they're smart, and 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 the and the leaders are smart, and uh, and remember when I say when you say workers, you're talking about there's a there's a small group of workers who really are the leaders of of a union, and they're they're very smart people, and so they know that a, the very high w worker vote for a strike gives the power to the leaders when they go into the into the smoky room with the auto manufacturers, they say, hey, listen, uh, you guys, I got 97% of my workers that want to strike. I'm, uh, we're going to have to go to strike even if I don't want to go to strike. The workers want to strike. Yeah. And, the, and then that scares the hell out of the manufacturers. So it's a, <laughs> it's a great poker game. I'd love to be a fly on the wall to see what's really going on because they might even be a real closed room where the worker, where the union leaders and the auto manufacturer leaders really tell the truth. And but the, hey, hey, God, you know, you know, we're not going to strike. The, the sad part here right. is that the representatives who are going into that room, making five hundred million dollars a year, yeah. If that money were actually being put in the union properly for the workers, yeah. where it was supposed to have gone in the first place. Yeah. And they were making a reasonable the union, salary the, the union, of like five hundred thousand. The union leaders are also making millions of dollars yeah. a year. So not five hundred, but that's an anomaly. But yeah. but the, the the top union leaders are making millions of dollars. Everybody's making millions of dollars except yeah. the workers. And uh, and if that if that money from those salaries were put back in the union for the yeah. workers where it's supposed to have been. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't have half these issues, yeah, and we'd be uh, taking care of the consumer also. Uh, this could we could go into another show on that topic. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones, Rick, and we're going to talk to Brian, who's uh, calling us from Lake Park. Welcome, Brian. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? I I like the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, I have a question about my vehicle to start with. Uh, basically, I have a. 2010 Scion TC and I am trying to find out, can I change my uh, windows to operate like if it was an automatic window back in the 70s because the stupid switch doesn't kind of work trying to stop it midway <laughs> is that a possibility? i uh not really, because the the switch itself is actually a, a microcomputer inside that has all of its circuitry built into the switch, and the motor itself um, has an amperage draw that. <coughs> excuse me a moment. Sorry about that. The motor detects how much amperage is being drawn as it's going up and down, so it, it determines if there's. A problem and we'll stop the window but usually what you're looking at if that if it's having troubles where it's like stopping part way it may be the no, motor. no 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 I want to stop it like halfway up okay and okay and so your, your switch contacts work. are getting an issue then yeah it just either goes all the way up or all the way down and you can't it, you know the switch you know it's an uh -huh. older car and and it's got its issues it's never been garage kept uh i love it it's five speed something that's not around it very much oh, anymore scions were a great car i mean they were amazing but unfortunately even even toyotas do sometimes break 
Yeah, you'd, you'd best answer would be to replace that switch itself. And okay. if you go on YouTube, it's actually, it's, it's literally about a five minute job on a Scion to replace that window switch. It's really not difficult. It's just the cost of the switch itself. Uh, but even through the dealership, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's probably going to be less than $200 for that switch. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to be down at the dealership possibly for the next question. Um, the, I like to have my windows down as often as possible. Mm -hmm. um, the wiper that's on the windows, the exterior one, just failed royally on the driver's side where half of it's gone. Now I'm going to start getting water hitting the window and running down into the car. Do I come to you to get that? At the dealer, order a new wiper blade because I'm sure it's easy enough to replace. It just slides in. that Not the wiper blade, but the window, exterior window wiper blade, whatever the heck it would be called. Seal, I guess it would be called. Do you mean on, on, the, on your door itself? On the physical door itself. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's actually not meant as a, as a wiper. Uh, that's called a door channel. You, you may have to get that from the dealership. Usually the, the belt moldings like that are, are not available aftermarket. Uh, they just, just really places don't make them. Uh, they shouldn't be very expensive even through the dealership. But the belt molding isn't really there to wipe the window or, or to clean it. Because like uh, if you've ever run your windshield wipers when your window is dry and they make that horrible screeching noise, imagine that yes, every time your window went up and down. So the belt molding is actually there just to try to keep dust and dirt and leaves from getting down inside the door as much. It, it's just a, a, a debris protection. All right, so basically I'm going to have to go to your uh, place because obviously you're the closest to me. We bought the car from you guys in 2010, you know, uh, and it's been a wonderful vehicle. Yeah, and, and that, that belt molding is very, it's relatively inexpensive, and even to have our shop put it in, you'd be looking at like 75 to $80 labor. Not a big deal. Fixing cars is... Fixing stuff is what I like to do. <laughs> so, oh, okay, again, again taking, uh, a little time on YouTube and it would show you how to replace that. We're looking for good yeah. tech, technicians, Brian. You want to come to work? <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I'll train you. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, believe it or not, out of all the things I've repaired in my life, uh, automobiles was never my fondest thing. Though I do take care of my own vehicle. Sounds like it. Oh, that's you know, fantastic. Uh, I've made a career out of Yeah. That Scion's service. taken you a long way. Yes, it has. It's only got 130, maybe 140,000 on it. Hmm. And right now I'm going to change to full probably 20 because I'm starting to burn oil. Hmm. You know, yep. Just try to just try to thicken it up a little bit yeah you know how, how many miles you got on it 100. about 130 yeah so it's it's getting up there a little bit yeah 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 well it's all right it's 
it gets me to and from where I want to go when I want to go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Give it a little love. Yeah. Okay, Brian, it was great talking to you. Give us a call again. Let us know how yeah. that all Can turned I out. Can I say one more thing? Uh, I was listening to your bit about the union. In my personal opinion and my personal experience, I agree with Earl most likely that this deal has already been solved long before they set down. And if there's a strike, you can almost guarantee they want the people out for a while because that's happened to me mm-hmm. in my career, and I was never supposed to know that the there was going to be a strike, but it was already rectified six months before it was even spoken a union uh, atmosphere. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for your time, and that's the reason I came to Florida. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Thank great, you, Brian. Yeah, great caller, Brian. Uh, Please call again next week. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to go to Mark, who's holding uh, from Lake Worth. Good morning, Mark. Welcome. Good morning, all. I have a uh, question for Rick, if I may. Um, a few months ago, I had a front brake job done at a shop that uh, I've been using for several years. They've always done good work for me, and this brake job seemed to work fine. I've had no problems with it. Last week, I had an alignment done at another shop, and that tech took me aside and said, um, your brake pads are on backwards. I said, what? And he mm-hmm. said, yeah, they're uh they're marked by the manufacturer, and uh, the word inner is clearly visible from the outside. They should be reversed. Wow. <laughs> so, that, that can happen, yeah. That can happen, okay. So my question is, uh, I, I, I have not had any problems at all with the brakes, uh, no shaking or rattling or anything like that. I, I hope I have not done any damage to the rotors. Uh, after the uh, visit to the store that did the, uh, the alignment, I immediately went back to the shop that did the brake job. Very nice manager there, and he said, oh, that's not possible. They don't know what they're talking about. Those only go on one way. They cannot be put on backwards. So <laughs> apparently you're telling me, yeah, they can. And I, I double-checked, and yes, you can clearly see the word inner from the outside. So I assume, uh, so I'm, I'm going to arrange to uh, go back to the shop and have them uh, put the pads on properly. In your opinion, if I haven't had any break, any issues with the brakes, have I done any damage? No. Uh, now, first thing I do is take pictures, if you can, of that, where it shows that pad showing inner is on the outside. Okay. Get, get some pictures of that. But no, the the whole reason that manufacturers will do an inboard and outboard pad and design them slightly different is to avoid noise over time. That that annoying squeak that you'll get first thing in the morning. Uh, those little squeaks and just the sound of the pad rubbing on the rotor. Getting them switched to the proper position shouldn't cause any damage and you shouldn't hurt anything at all. Hmm. But I definitely should have them reversed. I would, just to make sure that it would reduce noise and keep the pads wearing properly. Okay. You'll get the longest life out of them. Are the pad sides interchangeable? Is it the same surface material on either side? Yes, generally. It's 
just the inboard and outboard pad. They just they accidentally put them on the wrong side. Okay. Well, I will just uh, I I will have them uh, have them corrected and assume it was just a uh, a one off. Yeah. As, it, as I mentioned, it does they've, happen. They've been, a, they've been a really good shop, and you know, I, I don't, I don't want to stop being a customer. And I, they've given no indication that they wouldn't correct the problem. The only response I got was, "No, that's that other guy doesn't know what he's talking about." Hmm. I, I would just say, I've got a photo here. I, I think it was just they were accidentally mixed up, and could you please just check them and swap them? Yeah, and okay. it should be less than an hour, really, to do that. I'd be reluctant to burn my bridges, as you just got through saying, Mark. That uh, you know, it's a good place, a good place to go to. Yes, I, I I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Once. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes more than. Okay. Thank you. I, I I'm I'm glad I called. Oh, thank you, Mark. We're glad you called too. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And our text number is 772-497-6530. Can I ask a Rick a question? Do you have a, a, a uh, call? You can. Go ahead. I just, on that subject, I, I learn something new on the show every week. I mean, I can't believe the great questions and, and your ability to answer these things. Uh, i got to ask you this. On a, so, so I just learned that you can put a brake pad on backwards, in other words, inside out, and, and then you can reverse it. And the only reason it was done was because to avoid the squeak or noise when it starts. Uh, would there be any advantage to when you uh, had your brakes checked to, to have the pads reversed uh, just because you've used them for a while and maybe flip them to the other side? Or Not would, really, would no. Would make a difference? Okay. And because once the pads are seated to the rotor, it's better to leave them there, ah, really, because ah. then they're going to wear better. You get a cleaner wear out of them. And reversing them, you could actually create a noise. So, okay, but but why would you? Why did you recommend to the to um, Mark? Because to, his were actually designed to be put in that proper situation. Uh, so, and it, they've only been there for a couple of weeks. I would get it reversed very quickly. And it's kind of like a, a tire. A lot of tires have inside and outside how, tread. Well, how do you uh, how do you know if your brake pad was designed? To be put in a particular position, uh, I, I I know it said inner and outer on mm -hmm. each side of the pad. Does that mean it was designed that way? Yes. Okay. Like uh, Rav Force have a specific design on some of them that they want to have an inboard and outboard pad. Yeah. <coughs> well, why did why did you why why did you tell Mark to reverse the pad? Because his was designed to be put in well, a they specific all are, position. If they say inner and outer. Right? No. Oh, wow. some are can go either way. Oh, okay, okay. Boy, I love this show. I'm gonna start listening and not talk anymore. <laughs> and uh, Rick, uh, they're pre they're uh, stamped uh, inside outside for a reason. Yes, it it'll say right on the pad. It'll have it stamped on there, inboard or outboard. And if it doesn't have it, then they can go to either side. Yeah. But if it does. You want them where they're supposed to be. And some makes do that, and some makes don't do mm -hmm. that. And so the guy that advised Mark uh, that, that it doesn't make any difference uh, didn't know what a scion did. So Toyota yeah. apparently does have that 
Okay. Very interesting. Yes, very interesting. Uh, folks, we have the mystery shopping report coming up, so uh, stay, stay with us. We also have a Big Dog Ranch uh, video to share with you. You're going to see uh, Roxy uh, this morning, and she is a beautiful husky. And we are going to go back to Rick. Well, here is the probably the most important question of the show. From Kirk in West by God, Virginia. Oh, boy. Earl. Is your new book going to be out in time for Christmas? Oh, gosh, I sure hope so. I mean, it's uh, Nancy and I are both uh, working on that right now. She's she's doing the introduction. And, I'm, you know, the funny thing about the book is that it, it, here we are in the most... Uh, the auto industry in the world is on fast forward now. Uh, think about what's happened to the auto industry in the past three years. Uh, it's topsy-turvy. So when I wrote the book, uh, that's when we entered, you know, I wrote most of the book, and suddenly we hit fast forward. And every time we talk about winding up the book, there's something else that happens. And, 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 and to go to press with a book, uh, I, I, you can imagine somebody that wrote a book just before World War II, and he went to press, and then suddenly World War II started, and his book was, it's, it's one of those situations. The auto industry is just, it's like watching a videotape on fast forward. And I don't know when to stop the book. It's, it's like writing a story and ending it right before the big climactic scene. Yeah, yeah. The, my ghostwriter, I'm not, I, I'm dictating the book. And then my ghostwriter, a guy named John Van Tile, is writing it uh, from my dictation. Uh, uh, he keeps asking for a current blog or a current thing and my my blogs are just going like you know everything is crazy look at what we talk about on the show and then next week there'll be a lot of new stuff that we had no idea were going to happen uh, last week so uh, the answer is I, I, I hope by Christmas yes okay and this from Donovan he, he was asking what does Earl think about off-lease only filing for bankruptcy and closing all their dealerships they blame high rates and a changing used car market. Uh, I read that, and uh, <coughs> that's the easiest explanation, and it certainly is a factor. Uh, uh, nobody, uh, when they declare bankruptcy, likes to admit personal fault. As I say, uh, Mark Fisher, the founder, uh, Mark Fisher and his wife founded uh, the uh, off-lease only uh, about 20 years ago and were extremely successful. They were actually uh, my model for the way used cars should be sold. I tried to copy off-lease only in my dealership. They did so many things right. And then Mark sold out to a group of people that had a lot of money, and, uh, and they expanded very rapidly. They went from, I believe, two locations to six. Now, that doesn't sound huge by national standards, but they have a lot of, office only has a lot of locations in Florida and Texas. And uh, at, at the height of their expansion, then COVID came around and uh, the shortages came around, the used car shortage came around. So yeah, yeah. But I still say the underlying cause is probably they went too fast, too far and just got caught. But, uh, uh, CarMax is doing fine. Uh, most car dealerships 
are doing are doing okay. They're not doing great, but they're doing okay. So you got to blame Carm. I mean, Carm. only. Uh, it was management. You know, mm. something happened. Something went wrong. It was management. You know, yeah. when the place was sold, and you know, someone came, else came in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, I see by the clock that we are going to have to go to uh, the Big Dog Ranch uh, uh, Dog of the Week, oh. and, <laughs> and and we're going to uh, we're going to talk about Roxy, uh, and uh, she is a, a five years old, and she is a uh, husky, and she's up for adoption. And you can go to Big Dog Ranch. Uh, you can go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Uh, dot com and you can take a look at her and all the other dogs and don't forget uh, we pay the uh, the adoption fees I was going to say the dealer fleas <laughs> 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 and uh, we got a lot going on here uh, so uh, at any rate <clears throat> uh, you can go ahead and roll that uh, Jonathan meet Roxy she's a five-year-old husky mix and she is a very, very sweet and gentle little girl. She's also one of the fluffiest dogs we have here at the ranch, which says a lot. Um, Miss Roxy has a very striking appearance. She's got these beautiful yellow-orange eyes and an incredible coat. And aside from her looks, she is just the most gentle, kind, sweet dog. But she also has her playful side, which we love. Um, she's a water bug. Obviously, you know, it helps her cool off on these hot Florida days. So she would love her future home to maybe have a pool or a nice hose she can play in. She also does great on a leash. She's great with other dogs um, and would really make a perfect addition to anyone's home. Uh, she doesn't need much other than all the love and attention you could give her. Uh, despite her big size, she makes a good little cuddle bug and couch potato as you can see she was so gentle taking that treat right there um but yes roxy is just as sweet as can be and would love 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 to find her forever home and she will give you all the love and she hopes to find all the love in return so if you're interested in meeting this beautiful husky mix please come see her at the ranch. Give her some love and snuggles and pets and she'll fall right in love with you. What beautiful Boy, eyes. Beautiful you dog. look into those eyes and wow. that dog is smart. Honestly. Now that, you know, we, we have all sorts of dogs for the dog of the week and that is one of the most beautiful dogs I've ever seen. I'm telling you, she's not gonna, she's not gonna last long. So no. if, uh, if you're thinking about adopting dog, Roxy's going fast. And, but you know, uh, we talked about the fees. We're gonna pay the fee. Uh, the fee has dropped down uh, from $250 it used to be to adopt a dog. But because of the uh, surplus we have of abandoned dogs uh, in this economy, situations, uh, all the other things that are happening, the shelters are overflowing, and Big Dog Ranch is taking dogs that were going to be euthanized on onto their uh, amazing facilities there in Loxahatchee, Florida, and they have about 500 dogs right now. That's 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 
busting the seams of accommodation. So uh, they've cut the uh, adoption fees. Uh, if a current dog, instead of 250 if you adopt, it's 200 Of course, we pay the fee for Roxy. And if it's a dog that's been there for six months or longer, and we have dogs that have been there for five years. So uh, if you pick a dog that's been there six months or longer and you pay the fee, it's only $100. So it's a bargain just because of the surplus of dogs and for Roxy, it's free because we're going to pay the fee for Roxy and I guarantee you, she's going fast. She's a beautiful dog. Absolutely. And uh, some of her specifications is that she is dog friendly. Uh, she has uh, energy. Uh, it's moderate and uh, she is uh, good on a leash and she loves to cuddle. She loves toys and uh, her size is a uh, medium size. But boy, those beautiful eyes, Rick. I'm telling you. So uh, go to uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue. That's uh, www.bdrr.org. And take a look at uh, Roxy and all the other dogs uh, that are uh, <clears throat> on that website. And uh, Errol and I were out there. I want to tell you, when the weather gets a little cooler, um, if that's necessary, uh, if that's possible, pardon me, uh, you can go out there and uh, just explore the 33 acres that they have out there. It's just an amazing place with so much to take in. And uh, remember, it is the largest cage-free, no-kill shelter in the United States. And also, you can uh, go to uh, Earl's book or Amazon and purchase his uh, latest book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And uh, as I always say, as we always say, all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. That $19.99 for the book goes straight to Big Dog Ranch. Okay. Yeah, just a, a one word because we had a caller earlier in the show that was uh, echoing the the comments of the Palm Beach County shelters that were being critical of Big Dog Ranch for taking too many dogs in uh, it's almost laughable i you know uh politics uh, you know saving a dog's life has no place in politics this is about saving a dog's why does big dog ranch take car dogs from out outside the uh, palm beach county because they can and they should they're saving dogs lives they have another shelter in uh, alabama uh, they take dogs from all over the world uh, because they try to save dogs' lives, and they have the wherewithal. You go to a shelter and take a visit out to uh, Loxahatchee Groves. It's a long drive out Okeechobee Boulevard if you're local, but uh, drive out to Oak, uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and you will see the the investment and the caring that Big Dog Ranch has. Lori Simmons, the founder, uh, uh, she's got a one-way pass to heaven when she passes away because she is a angel when it comes to taking care of dogs. But you go out there, they actually have a a, a puppy town. They have a, a town <laughs> of homes just for puppies. They have a maternity ward for uh, when they take Mama? a yeah when they take a dog in that's pregnant. They take they put the uh, the mama dog into the maternity room. The mo the mama dog has the puppies, and they move the puppies into puppy town. They have a complete ha a beautiful home. It's got to be four or five bedrooms. A home that they put the dogs in to accommodate them in their transition from being abandoned by their owners or whatever reason and how to how to learn to you know scratch at the door when they have to go out yeah. and and, yeah. <laughs> and and how to learn to behave inside of a home they have a 
uh, quarantine center. Uh, so when dogs come in for two weeks, they observe them to see if there's any problems before they put them into their veterinarian thing. They have three vets that take care of the dogs. They get their shots, all their different shots of vaccinations. Uh, these dogs are absolutely, they have a lake, they have a runway. Uh, uh, as I said earlier in the show, if I was a dog, I wouldn't want to leave Big Dog Ranch. So um, if you, even if you don't want to adopt a dog, if you can get out to Big Dog Ranch, just check out the facility. It's worth the price of the gasoline to go and come out there just to see what a wonderful job they do for dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And their veterans program is uh, remarkable. It, it just definitely is. You know, it takes a lot to pair the veteran and uh, the dog, uh, you know, the two of them together to see if they, it's a perfect match. And uh, these dogs, um, you know, it takes a lot of time, um, almost a year uh, for them to, uh, you know, get these dogs ready for the veteran. And um, it's, a, it's a huge process. It's a training process. And uh, uh, everything's provided for the training, uh, the equipment, uh, both for the veteran and the dog at no cost to the veteran. So um, I could go on and on here, but uh, we've got to get to the mystery shopping report. Rick, do you have something to say? No. Uh, well, actually, one, one quick note. Anne-Marie texted back in to say that she went out to see if the one of those methods would work, and it's the first time in months her neighborhood, it rained for a couple hours, <laughs> and her car's not hot at all. <laughs> but she says she's going to test out That's each great. of those things yeah. and let us know next week as to how they worked out. So Yeah. That's, uh, Thank that's you, Anne-Marie. Boy, you're, you're a fantastic uh, texter caller, Anne-Marie. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, folks, uh, you know that you, you can grade our Mystery Shopping Report by uh, texting us at 772-497-6530. And uh, Agent Lightning did another great job, and uh, so did Stu. Uh, with, uh, you know, writing this mystery shopping report up. He does a fantastic job week in and week out. And we mystery shop Plantation Ford. That's Plantation Ford. And uh, they were, uh, uh, where were they located? They're near Fort in Lauderdale. Like a like a greater suburb of Fort Lauderdale sort of a thing. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, great. Plantation Ford. Uh, so, Earl, take it away. Okay, speaking in the first person is if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived around dinner time, got in there late this time. Upon entering the dealership, an older lady greeted me with a smile. What can I do do for you today, she asked. Well, I'm here about a new Ford F-150 I saw online, I replied. She responded, all my salesmen are a bit distracted out front right now with that car out there. And she meant a truck, I found out, after I read further. <coughs> uh, all the salesmen were out front looking at the truck for some reason. After making a quick phone call, she informed me, Koa will be right with you, the salesman. Koa, K-O-A. In less than a minute, a young salesman approached me. Hi, I'm Koa. He introduced himself, extending his hand. May I know your name? He was very polite, apologized, saying, sorry for being a bit distracted earlier. There's a Rivian truck. So it wasn't a car, it was a truck. A Rivian truck out front that's garnered a lot of attention. And for you folks in the know, that's the electric vehicle. It's one of the uh, very interesting, popular, uh, successful so far electric vehicles. So I thought it was kind of interesting 
Uh, here is a Ford dealership. The number one selling vehicle in the world is the Ford F-150. I mean, that outsells cars, that outsells everything. So the number one vehicle are, uh, is the R-150 Ford, and here's the Ford dealership. And here is a kind of a, the threat to Ford, uh, an electric vehicle. They, they have one. And it's coming out, I think, very shortly. I think the uh, Ford. The Ford Lightning. Ford Lightning, yeah. It, it's been out. It's been out, yeah. okay. And uh, so here's the competition staring at, uh, I guess one of the reasons I didn't, are, are they, are, are, what's the volume of those? Do you know, Rick? Uh, I haven't heard much about anyone buying one. Uh, sales on the Rivians? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Are there? I they're very distinctive looking trucks. Yeah. So when you see them, you know them. Yeah, you yeah, you, you yeah. realize this. Maybe is something that's why different. the Ford salesmen were looking at it because yeah, it's, it's a strange looking truck. They are. Uh, at any rate, um, Cole asked me. I'm speaking as if I'm Agent Lightning. Cole asked me, uh, "Is there a specific vehicle?" She said, "I saw a few F-150s online," and, and there's no conversation about electric vehicle versus standard. So. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough competition because yeah. the F-150 is just your, it's always been that blue-collar working man's yeah. truck. Yeah. And it just, everybody knows when you say truck, the first thing pops in your head is a Ford F-150. Yeah, they have several versions. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the uh, co-op salesman says, why don't we head out on the lot and you can see what we have in stock. As we walked outside, Cole led led me to a locked area, accessing it with a key card from his wallet. Hmm. Upon seeing a particular vehicle, I remarked, I really like the looks of this one. With the doors open, Cole briefed me about the Lariat, L-A-R-I-A-T, like, like a rope. Is that a good one? That's that's one of their higher trim levels. High trim, yeah. Lots of bells and whistles, really nice fit and finish, good trim. Oh. Yeah. I lightheartedly had mentioned, looks like I have expensive taste. The MSRP was $75,390. Now, in case there's any question about things moving fast, I mean, I think of an F-150 as a basic work truck. This isn't a work truck. $75,390 for a truck, and that's with no addendum. So a positive plus for Plantation Ford, just the MSRP, it was on the window, which is a good sign. We see too many dealers that don't put the MSRP on the windows. That's a federal law violation. And there's no addendum sticker. So here we go. Cole blurted out, it's almost the same truck I own. Oh, sales must be good for Cole. Because mm -hmm. uh, Lariat, uh, just informed by Rick, it's an upscale F-150. And he says, this is one trim level down from the one that Cole has. Ooh. So $75,000 truck. Sales are good. We embarked on a short test drive around Plantation. That's near Fort Lauderdale, Florida, as I said, as I said earlier. Hindered slightly by the rush hour traffic. Mm. Once we returned, he inquired, do you have any other questions? What do you think about the truck? I really like it, I admitted. I'd like to know more about the incentives and financing available. Inside the dealership, Cole looked down, uh, wrote down my information, entered it into their system. He then questioned, will you be financing or leasing? Well, that's a smart way to find out. You, you ask a question that can't be answered by yes or no. So uh, 
they want to know, for obvious reasons, if you're financing, a car dealer will maybe take it a little bit easier for you on the price. Why? Because if they know they're financing your car, they can make a lot of money on financing. They actually make, typically, not today, but typically before COVID, uh, they're going to make over $2,000 on the financing on every vehicle. So that, that, that's, that's in their pocket. So now they know they have that, they might cut you a little slack in negotiating on. Uh, so it's a qualifying question that he asked very cleverly. Uh, and I replied, uh, I'm, a fi I'm financing, uh, preferably the longest term available with ten dollars to $20,000 down. So uh, in negotiation terms, that puts Agent Lightning in a better position. Cohen nodded saying, uh, perfect, a better position because she knows what she's doing and the salesman's going to loosen up a little on the pricing. Cohen nodded saying, uh, perfect. Excuse himself to consult with this hills manager. <coughs> now we're getting to the back and forth, the old school. Upon returning, he re presented me with a sales worksheet. Our top line was MSRP, sticker price, Maroni label price, $75,390. Then a $1,000 Ford rebate came off. Uh, so doesn't sound too big, does it, when you're talking $75,000 sticker, but $1,000 is $1,000 making the price 74390 all the fields were uh, all the fees were conveniently totaled up uh, that was $1955 included in that $899 pre-delivery service that's a junk fee and uh, we use the term junk fee because dealer fee is confusing and a junk fee is profit to the dealer so $899 they don't say profit to the dealer they say pre-delivery service hopefully to confuse you. Uh, and there's a $499 license fee that may or may not be legitimate. Sounds about legitimate to me. And here's a, here's a phony baloney. Here's a uh, junk fee. $299 electronic filing fee. Mm -hmm. uh, and here's another one. Another phony baloney junk fee. $248 doc stamps. Well, you have doc stamps on a financing uh, of a car, but the dock stamps don't go to the dealer, they go to the lender. So he's charging you the $248 in dock stamps without really knowing exactly how much you're going to finance, and that's profit. It's not dock stamps. So when you finance the car, the dock stamps included in the financing price, so that's a double dip. Dock stamps really, it makes me mad when they use the term. Uh, electronic filing fee, that's BS, but it's still. You know, it's the name they made up. Doc fee is a real name, it's a real charge, and it's not the charge that they're charging you, it's profit. So, and of course, then there's $18 and $50 in additional fees. That may or may not be legitimate. Adds up to be $1,346 in extra fees. After taxes were added, my out the door price was $80,990. $80,990. Call it $81,000 for Ford F-150. Wow. Uh, Doa asked me, how soon are you going to buy? <clears throat> to be honest, no sooner than this weekend, uh, if I could convince my husband, <laughs> I replied with a smile. He's not with me today, and that means nothing's happening. He continued, do you have a specific uh, price in mind? Uh, I miss the prices, I said, I miss the prices when prices were a bit closer to MSRP out the door. He laughed, 
here we go, set, setting me up for a return. He laughed, reassuring me, when you're ready, I'm confident my manager can offer a better deal. I'm sure you and your husband will get on the same page. I thanked him, prom promising to be in touch. As I left, go ahead and be his business card, expressing his gratitude for my vi visit. So it's just like I always say, only in car dealerships will you not get a price unless you buy that day. Think about it. Everything you buy, any store you go into, you always get a price that you can shop and compare. Car dealers will not give you a shop or a price that you can shop and compare. You have to come back if you want to get the bottom line price. And that's just barbaric. So we're going to vote. And remember, we score on the curve. Uh, we have to have a list of recommended dealers. And if we scored straight out, we might not have that list. So we're not going to say these are real good dealers in absolute terms. We'll say these are the preferred dealers. So uh, a dealer that you wouldn't be afraid to buy from in spite of a few flaws. Uh, it was an average dealer. We give them a C. With that in mind, we'd love to have your votes. And, and as you, the votes come in, we will announce them. Yes, absolutely. And uh, don't forget, if you didn't jot the number down, you can text us with your vote at 772-497-6530. At 772-497-6530. That is the mystery shop of Planta Plantation Ford. Okay. okay. Jonathan in Del Rey says... Due to the pleasant salesperson, the Monroney sticker posted visibly on the vehicle, and the lack of pressure during the visit, Plantation Ford gets a B from me. It would receive an A, but they lost points on multiple junk fees, and that particular F-150 is way out of my price range. I got to agree that that was up there on price, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see. All right. Mark Anderson. Not very impressive car deal. Grade D. Negan 1, D. Too many junk fees. Kirk in West By God, Virginia. Plantation Ford, excessive junk fees equals a D. Coming over to my other YouTube channel here. Let's see. Johnny Z. Fraidley. The first letter of fees is F for me. Oof, oof. It's tough this week. Uh, let's see. Tim Gilliland, lose the typical junk fees, please. C. Joseph Kelleher, with the nearly 1500 in junk fees, I give him a D-. minus. Tom Steckle, D-. minus. No addendum, the fraudulent dock stamp fee. Brian Sedlatko, D. Unnecessary fees. Mark Smith, I give him a C. Okay, do we have any others coming in here? And, <coughs> pardon me, that looks like all of them for right now. So for me, I'm going to go with the C. Uh, C. I think um, the junk fees were a little rough there, $2,000. But I think the co was very pleasant, a uh, very nice guy. Yeah, the price is high on the truck, but a lot of vehicles, the prices are way up there now. So C. What do you say, Nancy? You go first. Well, I'm going to go see. I, I think that's about an average Ford dealership. I, I think that might even. I'm, I, I'm, I'm tempted to give. I'm going to change it to a C plus. I'm going to give them a C plus. They're a little bit above average. 
Well, <clears throat> for plantation Ford, uh, so many fees. You know, uh, it's just uh, and you know, is, are, are we complacent? Is that what it is? Oh, everybody else is doing it, uh, or blah 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 blah. You know, it's a tough economy. Um, you know, the consumer wants to you know get a fair deal, and you don't just don't need all of those junk fees and uh, everything else in between. Uh, the dealers making enough money, manufacturers making enough money. So for that, I give them a F. Ooh, the Black well, Widow strikes. <laughs> well, I think we're going to put them on the recommends list anyway. <laughs> uh, I know we're running short on time. I have to mention one thing here. Uh, there's an article in Automotive News about a Volkswagen dealership in, in Sunrise, uh, uh, Sunrise Volkswagen in Fort Pierce, that's South Florida, uh, that has been uh, cited uh, for charging extra on top of the purchase option on a lease. And we've been talking about this scam on this show for over a year, probably two years. Um, there was a class action suit on it. There were uh, some action in South Florida on this. All the dealers are still doing this. And the Attorney General's office, they only get, they only talk about this when the lawyers go and do the lawsuits. So Sunrise Ford was doing the same old, same old in Fort Pierce, Florida. When you have a lease, you have an option to buy. That option to buy is sacred and protected by the 1976 Consumer Leasing Act. It is illegal to charge one penny over that option purchase price. If you have a lease, you've got yourself a real bucket today to buy that car when it comes off because those lease residuals were set up before the whole used car market went into turmoil. So the lease purchase options on most leases today are bargains. You can buy it at that price plus tax and tag only to the state of Florida. The dealer cannot add one nickel. And now Sunrise Ford totally ignored that and was doing it in uh, Fort Pierce. And they were finally, because of the attorneys, were nailed and the attorney general finally paid attention to it. And when they were quoted on, on, on the, by the press, they said, we're investigating some other dealers that are doing it. Hey, if the attorney general's listening, all the dealers are doing it, virtually. Virtually every dealer in Florida is doing it right now, charging extra fees on their on your purchase option. Well, that's great information, uh, folks. We have come to uh, we have three minutes left. Uh, Earl, do you have one more thing to mention? Uh, no, the other, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Again, it was an automotive news. Is that this uh, the leasing incentive from the tax credit? Is being uh, is very complicated, and uh, a person called in earlier in the show. I had to tell her that it was just too complicated. I recommend she buy rather than lease. Electric vehicles should be leased in most cases, and now that could be expanded because there is there is some legislation going on now that would allow the dealer to call a purchase a a, a, a lease a commercial lease, which would also uh, qualify for the uh, tax credit. Um, if you're going to lease a car, be sure you consider the tax credit and get all the information. You might even want to ask a, an attorney about it because it's too complicated for the average purchaser to figure out. 
<clears throat> Great information. Uh, folks, uh, we hope that you enjoyed the show as much as we did. And uh, thank you, everyone. I always say you are an important part of the show. Uh, also, uh, thanks again to Jonathan for the backdrop. I love it. Go Steelers. Everyone have a great weekend, and thank you for joining us. Stay tuned next week, same time, 8 a.m. Saturday morning. Thank you.